The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How are ya? Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And happy Canada Day to all of my fellow Canadians. July 1st is Canada Day. If you're not sure uh, what that is, we're going to explain it to you. My longtime childhood friends, Ribo and Dave Spivak, the Winnipeggers, are here to explain and to talk all things Winnipeg and Canada. You hear the stuff we could only get if we cross the border into the United States. Our favorite Canadian only television shows and bands. We're also talking about some of the stuff we did as kids during the summer. And Ribo's got a great story about Lars, Lars Ulrich of Metallica uh, rear-ending his wife. Not what you think. <laughs> We're going to celebrate Canada Day today, and then you're going to come hang out with me uh, and have some drinks on July 4th on the Saturday Night Special, 9 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live and my YouTube page. So bring your questions, bring your song suggestions of the sing-along, and come have fun social distancing uh, virtually on a Saturday night. Things are getting a little crazy in some parts of the States with the Rona. Uh, some places are spiking, some places are opening, some places are closing. But let's stay safe at home with the Saturday Night Special, uh, July 4th edition, 9 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live and my official YouTube channel. And also another way to keep you guys rocking is uh, Quarantine's new song, Heart of Chrome, which came out last uh, Friday on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music and all that stuff. Uh, what do you do after you have a surprise hit with your first uh, obscure Kiss cover in No, No, No? Went to number 65 on the mainstream rock charts. We're even higher than the Rolling Stones. Yes, quarantine is bigger than the Rolling Stones uh, for this second. Uh, what you do is you go do another amazing uh, kind of obscure Kiss tune from the from the early 90s, actually, non-makeup called uh, Heart of Chrome from the Revenge record. And you ask the former guitar player from Kiss, Bruce Kulik, if he wants to join you. And that's what we do. And Bruce uh, just smokes it on this song. It's amazing. Uh, only in a pandemic could you get into an 80s Kiss cover band with a guitar player from Kiss. So here it is, available everywhere. The new quarantine song, Heart of Chrome, here on Talking Jericho.
Wow, what a fun song that was to sing one of my favorite Paul Stanley performances. And I think we did a pretty killer job. If you liked it, go check out the video, uh, which we filmed on our iPhones. Uh, amazingly edited by Dima Levinchuk, uh, just like the No, No, No video was. Go check that out on YouTube and listen to Heart of Chrome on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Siri, Amazon, wherever you get all great rock and roll. All right. Speaking of great, we got the Winnipeggers here to talk about the great day in Canada. It's Canada Day. Right here on Talk is Jericho. All right, and uh, on that note, we're just getting into it, man. We don't even care. We're, uh, we're someone uh, DM me if they wanted to do a Canada Day show, and I was like, a Canada Day show sounds pretty good, but let's do it with the boys here, the the, the Peggers. Ribo and Dave. Uh, We're Canadian. Dave. The only guy in my podcast history that made me start over again. <laughs> Reset <Dave>. the link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I thought it'd be cool to talk about, uh, and obviously we were on uh, the Saturday special a few weeks ago, and we are going to continue doing these, uh, these shows as the Peggers, which is kind of a nickname for people that live in Winnipeg. Is that, is that official? Is it Peggers? Is that a thing? Yeah, we're, we're making it official if it isn't. Yeah. 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 It's Winnipeggers is the official thing. It's Winnipeggers, it? but Peggers for short. Peggers for short. There you go. And, the, and, great, and great tribute bands. Uh, Winnipeggies is our Beatles tribute band for Winnipeg. The Winnipeggies. Oh, really? yeah. And what's, what's the other one you said, Ribo? Peggers Banquet. A friend of mine's in that with the Rolling Stones tribute band, but that's great. Peggers, <laughs> that's back. pretty I wish good. That, I like that. I wish I that, that was not already taken because that is that actually do they, they, they really play out? They, they play, they play uh, shows, yeah, they do shows. Greg McPherson's actually the drummer of that. Uh, oh, okay, which is cool, yeah. So, and the other one that was uh, is Made in Manitoba, that's a pretty good one, oh, yeah, good, yeah, they're good. Made I've seen them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Maiden is that's good for anywhere, yeah, 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 yeah. you know. Made in Miami, made in wherever you are, right? Made in Vancouver. Yeah. Made in uh, made in the oven for a tasty treat, eh? Um, <laughs> and ain't talking about red velvet cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> that's another story for another time. But that uh, that was the, that spelt the end of a, of a long relationship for one of us here. Um, but let's. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have red velvet cake in uh, in the states, or is that just a Canadian thing? I don't think oh, so. It could be a reverse. Like before, there was uh, they had everything in, in the, before they had everything in the states, and you had to go over the border to get like Twinkies and Dr Pepper. <laughs> right, that's right. That, but it is a reverse. Red velvet cake and Vina Tarta, I believe, are the reverse. So what's Canada it? wins. Canada, some maple syrup, some Vina Tarta. What's Vina? Uh, what's what's Vina Tarta? I think it's like an Icelandic cake. Uh, nice, all those girls we knew growing up, yeah. those Icelandic <laughs> girls that we hung out with, Thorlikson's and the. But but, but, but let's okay. Let's start. So Definitely we're talking. It's, it's delicious. Vina Terta is delicious. Yeah. It's an Icelandic treat. It's got it's like prunes. It's got like this the sweetest icing you'll ever taste in your life. It's disgustingly <laughs> sweet. That, and your dad actually lives up in Gilmsky, Gimli. Gilm, <laughs> I don't can't even know. I don't know how to pronounce it for real. Gimli. Gimli. Yeah. And it's the largest population of Icelanders outside of Iceland. And that's, that's a true, true fact. Gee, thanks, Mr. Science. Holy smokes. Ryan coming in hot with the Vina Torter and the there's, there's, there's more Icelandics in Manitoba than there is in Iceland. We learned a lot at those Icelandic festivals, you know, drunk out of your mind when you were 18 or 19 years old. Do you remember those things, man? Those were like... 
Well, that for, hold on. Was for, so insane. That first of all, so we're, we're popping. Camping. We're popping all over the place, and, and we'll get back to it. But we, but we'll get back all to right, where right. we once belonged. And I ain't talking about Billy Preston. But what I want to what, what what I want to know is uh, let's talk about the things that you couldn't get in Winnipeg when we were kids. So you mentioned Dr Pepper. That was a big one. I remember Twinkies was another one. You couldn't get Twinkies and Hostess cakes and all that sort of thing. So and it's other- probably a good thing. Well, yeah, well, not when you're a kid, though, right? You want to eat wow. that stuff. So what else? The other one I remember was G.I. Joe dolls. They didn't have G.I. Joe dolls, the little ones, the little action figures. You had to go over the border to buy those. Really? That's weird. Yeah. I don't remember that. I remember cons- remember Consumers came out, a place yeah. called Consumers. Consumers, consumers Distributing. <laughs> yes, Consumers Distributing. Yeah. And you could get – that's where I got all my uh, Star Wars action figures and stuff like that. It was Dude. like you had order stuff on – At the catalog. Yeah, out of a catalog, yeah. When Those the guys cons- are still selling shit out of the BFI behind it, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> we could buy anything hot. And BFI, we're, we're going we're gonna, to uh, educate a lot of listeners that don't know a lot about Canada, about some of the things that, that we have and, and don't have. And BFI is actually a giant garbage company. And that's what the dumpsters would all have BFI written on the back of them. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know what the official name for that is, but uh, we won't talk about what the other names are for it. Big f- industry, eh? Maybe oh, it's a good, good one. It could be a good band name because Buffalo Springfield took their name from like a bulldozer Buffalo Springfield company somewhere that they saw. Oh, it really? L.A. Nice. or something, and that's where they came up with the name. Yeah. So this is uh, Sosumi, and we ain't talking uh, about Uncle Ahoff. Yeah, making it, making it up anyway. So um, it's Canada Day today. Happy Canada Day, by the way. Uh, Happy che- Canada Day. Cheers to you guys. Cheers, so we're gonna cheers, celebrate cheers. all things Canadian. Uh, as much as we possibly can in an hour. And, and, and the goal of this show is to educate, let's just say people in the States, some things they might not know about Canada. And that includes everything, any topic we can think of. So always keep that little uh, bit of information in the back of your head. Now, what, what, is, what is Canada like day like there? Like in the States, everyone's doing the, the fireworks and all that sort of stuff. I always kind of got the vibe that Canada was just like, uh, hey, hey, right on, man. Like, it's just another day. <laughs> another another day of drinking blue. Yeah, yeah exactly, right? <laughs> Which yeah. it is. It's the fireworks. It's the thing. It's um, Our fireworks are less um, explosive. They're really good. They're really good. But yours will, you know, kill people. Yeah, the, our, ours are much friendlier fireworks. Yeah. You have oh, nuclear yeah. weapons. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. have like like little We're pellet just guns, off a couple lady fingers, and some B fifty twos. You're blowing up uh, the skies. But 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 in the states, it's Independence Day. What is July first in Canada? It's Canada Day. It's <laughs> Canada Day. We couldn't think of anything else better, eh? <laughs> so let's just call it like Canada Day, and that's spelled D E H. Canada Day. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the same thing as with Thanksgiving, like we discussed before. Our Thanksgiving is in October for no apparent reason that we even have Thanksgiving. Not yeah. sure why that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know a lot about Canada. That's the funny thing. I'm a, I'm a proud <laughs> Canadian, but I don't know a lot of history. I, I never really paid much attention to it. I found it really boring in school. I really did. I found history of Canada extremely boring because everything was about uh, caucus and well, but caucus today, we decided on this. Really, it's kind of like we mix America with the colonies in Canada, and you're confused. You're like, yeah. can you just tell it to me like you're 100 mile an hour baked potato? I'd ra- I would understand that. Like, I could get that. But when, the, when Brian Mulroney was the prime minister, I was like, oh, God, I, this guy's killing me. He's so boring. It was caucus, caucus. It's and a funny word, though, caucus. Stuff. 
Yeah, like what does that, that mean? It's yeah. awesome. It's Caucus. a great we know what it means, word. But... <laughs> <laughs> we, but that's the thing, though. Like when 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 uh, when we're talking, I remember like in, in history class, right? Like in the states, nobody learns anything about Canada. When I first met my wife, she thought that that our uh, areas are called providences. How many how many providences is there in Canada? Uh, but I remember like in, in our history class, we had to learn just as much about American history as we did in Canadian history to the point where I remember there was a history teacher named Mr. Freilich or Mr. Froelich or something like that. And I, uh, Froze? Mr. Froze, that's it maybe. Froze, yeah. And I, uh, I, uh, uh, faked that I had to take a giant dump ski cause I didn't, uh, I didn't study for the test. The American history test. So I went to the bathroom and just sat in there for an hour. When I came out, I'm like, I'm sorry I couldn't do it. He's like, you still got to do it. I'm like, well, I can't. I got to go to the next class. Well, then you come back after school. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought maybe by just skipping the class with a, with a massive dump ski that I could. Oh, that's uh, great. You're, you're, get, in the shitter with your, you're in the shitter with your cheat sheets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would do it all the time. I got to go to the can. And then, you know, you just look at whatever you had. You got it in my pocket. It was the only way I actually passed school. <laughs> By the way, you could still get away with that today, even with all the crap, the, the security on iPhones. Put a bunch of questions and answers in your pocket and a piece of paper. Uh, fake, you got to take a shit. Go take a shit in the middle of a test. Look at the stuff first. You get the test. You read the questions. You're not an idiot. You can remember. You go to the dumpster. You figure it out. You get an A+. You heard it here. Everybody's going <laughs> to pa- pass. Big graduation coming up. Happy Canada Day. <laughs> Everyone graduates this year. Everyone graduates. Um, okay, so we're talking about our strange little world of Canada. And um, I think one of the good jumping off points is talking about uh, the TV shows that were exclusive to Canada. And some of them are great and some of them are really, really bad. And uh, you want to throw a couple out there, Dave? There are some some really good, bad, and terrible. That's exactly what I just said. Like you know, I, <laughs> word for word, what I just yeah. said. Word, word for word, what I just said. Yeah. Um, I would uh, think that I would start with SCTV almost always if we were talking about comedy because it was yeah. uh, it was yeah. a, such a huge show, and it really was the culture of Canadian comedy, and it gave us an identity. Um, and some of it was bad and some of it was great and some of it was superb, you know, like it was, it had some, well, the, the thing, the thing with SCTV too is, is one of those things we didn't realize that it was pretty much exclusively Canadian. When we were kids. You just kind of grow up and it's always on, but some of those shows were like, I don't, it seemed like sometimes they'd have a show that was like an hour and 27 minutes. And then the next week, the show would be 45 minutes. And the next week it'd be like 20 minutes. Like there was never any rhyme or reason to the programming that they had. Uh, like, like so, sort of like Peggers, really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're just keeping the, keeping yeah. the spirit. Keep the spirit <laughs> alive. <laughs> but yeah. the, the, so, the, so the genius of SCTV, and of course everyone knows SCTV because of much like it's Canadian, it's Canada's Saturday Night Live, but it's much more wide open and it's not live. They're more just tape skits, and you could tell this because there's times there was. Like when you watch it back a couple of years ago, I bought the DVDs of this of the different seasons. Not a good idea because there's probably twenty five percent classic of all classic, yeah, and like seventy five percent of like what are they doing? Yeah, like uh, nothing is happening here. Yeah, what a great um, creative thing to be able to do. Uh, could you get away with that today? Could you do an SCTV show today? And have all those bombed episodes week after week after week. Would someone give you a chance? And yet there was such great genius that came out of it and great characters. And I mean, who's your favorite SCTV character? It's, it's like your favorite Beatles song. It's a tough one, probably. But there's so 
I, 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 I would say, first of all, before we go to favorite characters, let's say favorite cast members on the show. Okay, yeah. Um, I think I think it's it's really hard because yeah. there's two eras. It's like Mash or Cheers. There's the John Candy era, and then he splits, and then Martin Short shows up. Right? Like, there's never anywhere Short and Candy are in the same season. I don't think. Right? No, there oh. isn't. No. Okay, right. Wow. So yeah. it's like, do you like you know Diane or do you like uh, uh, Rebecca? Name, Re- Rebecca yeah. You know, do you, do you like <laughs> nice. uh, Charles Emerson Winchester or do you like Frank Burns? It's it's one of those type of things. <laughs> it, it is totally true. Bad and face is it Burns? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll get to VPW because uh, Larry Linden is actually fits into that, but we'll we'll get to that later. Oh, that's Larry, that Lin- Larry Linden. Larry Lin- Larry Linville. <laughs> is it Larry Linville? Lin- Linville, I think so. Okay. Anyway, um, okay, so but, favorite. Oh, go ahead, Rabo. Let's just go with the concept of SCTV, which was so brilliant because they had a way to go from scene to scene and to be able to do whatever they wanted. They, it would always be this Thursday at nine because that's when the SCTV was on, but it would be like you could have a dramatic show, a black and white old right. you know harvey a, a, a parody of harvey or something which was ridiculous i remember watching that as a kid and just go oh it's about this in you know imaginary rabbit as a friend i'm like what are they making fun of because that sounds so ridiculous and you find out that that's actually what the movie's about We're like what <laughs> yeah. that's that's even weirder yeah. but anyway uh, but they'd have this this way of being able to go from skit to skit and could pull, you know, put in something that's two minutes or put in something that's like 45 seconds as opposed to Saturday Night Live where they had to come up with a minute and a half or whatever. And how are they going to end this? They can't transition it. SCTV was so brilliant at taking one skit and putting it into the next uh, right. thing and somehow tying it all together. It was, they, were, they were amazing. Wow, yeah, they had so much depth and variety and character development and everything. And some of the stuff would be like, it's like it almost felt like we wrote some of it, like, I mean, that's high praise. I'm not saying that we're that in that group of Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara and that, but it was like we would do that. We would be like, "Here's a 10 second skit," because that's all this character is gonna get. To do the, yeah, he's nailing fair, yeah. it for 10 seconds, and the rest of it is shit. So, but is- but you know you know what's interesting about it? and first of all to just to back up what Ribo just said was that uh, SCTV is an imaginary network, so all the shows are part of the network, and then the genius of it too is they would have the behind the scenes drama at the network too with Guy Cabulero and all that sort of stuff. So there was always stuff going on, but I really uh, appreciate growing up in Canada because we had, like you said, SCTV and we had all that stuff. But we also had a huge uh, mix of, of BBC comedies that we watched on CBC. Like, you know, I don't want to get into it, but we had, there, there was the Monty Pythons and, and, and you know, uh, Faulty Towers and that sort of stuff. So if you, grew, if you grew up in Canada, you have a different sense of humor, which translates very well to this day. And a lot of the stuff that I still do in wrestling or any of the shows that I do, it comes from that background of, uh, of the SCTV early days background. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so what are, we, what are we looking at? So I think John Candy, classic, yeah. uh, Martin Short, classic. Eugene uh, Levy is maybe undeniably one of the best. It's hard to argue yeah. against him. Although I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Martin Short fan, but Eugene Levy Let, was just so Well, let's talk and, about... Talk about some of the Levy characters because because for Rush Rush's last tour, if you saw it, they, they, it was the 40th anniversary tour, and they went in reverse chronological order. So they started with the new songs and went all the way back to the beginning, and right before the last song, which was Working Man, which the stage set was uh, a high school gymnasium with the amps on chairs, 
And it starts with Mel's Rock Pile. Here's a couple of young kids from Toronto. <laughs> yeah, you might yeah, have heard yeah. of them. So See. Mel's Rock Pile was like the DJ, and Eugene was Mel's That's Rock right, Pile. Yeah. That was my favorite <laughs> Mel's Levy. Syrup. I just love the, the cheese of Levy. It was the cheese of Eugene Levy. He had it all. He had the, just I'm the rocking Mel's Syrup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He has some great ones too. Woody Tobias Jr. is one of the best. Sid Dithers is Sid Dithers. Sid, Sid Dithers, what a character! Which he is the one? What did he do? What did he do? It was Sid Dithers. He just show up and is like driving a huge like uh, those like paddy wagon. What are those called? Those wagons or whatever he's station them. wagon. Station wagon. That's it. <laughs> show up that, wagon. and he'd be just could just see him just his eyes because he was so short he could barely touch the pedals. He was like just you just see him looking out the side view. He was so short. But what a so Perfect. San Francisco, how'd you come? Did you drove or did you flew? Yeah, just right, right, right. right. <laughs> I always had the same thing. Uh, and then Bob, Bobby Bittman, which was great, um, which yeah, was the did. talk show with William B. Williams, was, was the co host. <laughs> that was John Candy. But it took me years to figure out that Bobby Bittman, the host, is Bobby Bitman because he tells a lot of bits. You know, he's Bobby yes. Bitman. Yeah, That's right, good. right. How are you? Also, the show he was on was uh, Joe Flaherty's character, Sammy Maudlin. And maudlin, oh. if you oh, if, yeah. if you're being maudlin means that here's me being maudlin to Dave. Dave, your music is so good. I love everything you do. Your music is brilliant. It just it just makes fills me full of joy and I love you. You know, it's maudlin. You're being like you're telling someone that you just love them and they're just you're just praising them. So it's like Arsenio Hall was totally could have maudlin. been Sammy Maudlin. I didn't know that uh, had a name. Yeah. yeah, that's being maudlin. Yeah, there we go. See, was, you are, see, people are learning stuff here on the show. The other good one was that was Martin Short when he did kind of that David, uh, that David, what's, what was the name, David Steinberg type, uh, or no, what was the guy, like, what was the guy like, Royce McGee or whatever? It was like, <laughs> Rybo. No, I mean, like, hold on. Roy Rybo. McGee. No, but it was like, it'd be like, Rybo, you, Dave, Jericho at the Copa. Explain. No. Yeah, uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You might that be guy, talking yes. about Brock talk show Linehan. That's it, Brock Linehan. Yes, yes. The yes. real guy's yeah. name was Brian Linehan. That's it. And he was <laughs> see, I have this I have this theory about Martin Short where he when he came up with um uh who's the fat character he comes up with? Uh, uh, uh Jimmy Glick. Jimmy Jimmy Glick. Glick. Yeah. So with Jimmy Glick, he's making fun of it's partially his uh relationship with uh David Letterman. And his understanding of Brian Linehan, which those two have different approaches where Brian Linehan would introduce a question and he would know so much about you that it would be ridiculous. Like he'd, he'd, he'd lead the question and know every single thing about you where Dave Letterman would be always be like, so you're in movies and stuff. Like yeah, he'd yeah, always yeah, yeah. Play right. like he knew nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think Jimmy Glick was part of that. You know, when he was interviewing uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus, he was just like he would say, "So you're married? So you're married to uh, um, uh, Richard Dreyfus?" And she's like, "No, that's not true. I'm Louise <laughs> right. Dreyfus. He's Richard Dreyfus." You know. But then he would go, "Okay." After they do this whole long thing, and he goes, "You were in this movie," and he'd name the most obscure movie ever that she was in, and she would just start laughing herself <laughs> to death because it's like, "Yeah, I really um, do know stuff," you know. But yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. really, we're we're not touching the surface on the show. The show has got so much depth, but uh, but there was a lot of interesting comedy in Canada. There was a lot of interesting shows. There was a, a show growing up in Winnipeg that we only got west of the Red River. So people on the uh, another side of like what we call Main Street, which kind of separates the city, they wouldn't even get this. So you would That's meet right, somebody west of the Red. Like, 
Yeah, like you, you would play, like I played a little baseball and I'd play with somebody that was from East Kildonan all across the West. You know, I'd say, yeah. oh, did you see that on VPW? They're like, what are you even talking about? Like no one got it. And we only had are 12 you channels. So one channel was VPW Channel 11, which uh, made SCTV uh, look huge budget. <laughs> like it was, oh, yeah. it was, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> so yeah. I was thinking about that show the other day and how there was a video show, uh, George Licorice's Music Makers. And he would never have a video. So there were videos for bands back then. Like you could see, you know, 1984, like Van Halen's Jump or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You could see that George video. George Licorice, I remember that, yeah. But George Licorice would just show a video of the album cover where the song played. And that was his show. He never, he didn't have a budget and he didn't it's care. Like, and it was great. It's like early, U- <laughs> it's like early YouTube. Well, completely. And, and we talked about this a little bit on Saturday Special, but just to clarify, VPW was a cable access channel. And if you ever saw the movie UHF with Weird Al Yankovic, that's exactly what this is. And basically anybody could have a show. They couldn't turn you down. The government rules said they couldn't turn you down. But, but it was like, it was like the Star Chamber or something. Like once you got in, if you wanted a show, you had to wait till somebody else left. And there were so many of those shows. The one that just you just reminded me of. Remember Metal Inquisition, Ribo? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. With Terrible Dog and Fearless Pig or something? Hate, uh, yes. Fearless Pig and Terrible Dog. And then Hate McAngry was the puppet. My name is Hate McAngry. And I will make you cry. And if you try and laugh at me, I'll punch you in the eye or something. And it was yeah. like this little doll. And Hate McAngry and Terrible Dog wore masks. And the big reveal was when we found out that they worked at Records on Wheels, which was our <laughs> record store. We were like, that's Hate McAngry. That's Terrible Dog. That's hilarious, dude. So I, this, is, this is coming as news to me that people on the other side, on the east of the yeah. red, yeah. didn't get Couldn't this? get the show, right. What? And um, by the way, that, uh, uh, th- that old heavy metal show in that um, – is uh, it was it was really really cheap ass shit like just hilarious. But it introduced me to Zebra and Tank. I would never have known right. about those two bands if it wasn't for that. Uh, or whatever <laughs> so thank say. God for that. Uh, but that's true. Yeah. So only part of Winnipeg would get it. But it had the variety, and there was a waiting list of like seven years at one point to be able to get your own show, and you could basically do whatever you want, right? The Pollock and Pollock show, some show of a family that just. Kind of did weird, jazzy, weird, super weird, super deeply weird stuff. Are, are and, we going? Uh, are we, are we going into Pollock and Pollock? Because that was no, a, I don't. I don't know, man. We could. I, I don't, we could know, go we, I don't think. Bit. I don't think we could ever really explain, like, like how just how. No. Like, trying to explain to you guys listening how and maybe you have UHF stations in 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 your uh, neck of the woods in these days, but it was so wacky. Like Pollock and Pollock, were they married or were they brother and sister? Brother and sister, I think, and okay. maybe used to run for mayor a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, they were, you know. And here's here's where this is where I, this is the best part. It's like really nice people, though. I yeah, yeah, exactly. My heart, real, now, now bury them. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, so you would see you would see these two people, and it's, yeah, they were brother and sister because they looked exactly the same. Yeah. But the but the lady had really big breasts, and that was kind of a draw for a bit. And so you're like. And they would just dance and they'd wear like genie costumes and hippie costumes yeah, and just sure. play whatever music they could find. And then they would just drag people in to like, remember the old guy that was dancing, Gorgeous George Revine? Or- Gorgeous George. You got, I think Dave Fellows met him downtown. He met him. He says, oh, my God, George Fellows is like, or, or George Revine was just downtown. It's like, well, where else would he be? He's just a guy from cable access. It's great that he made it downtown. He took the bus. That's wonderful. <laughs> that's that's pretty famous when you're that famous in Winnipeg. Yeah. 
when yeah. you see him downtown Winnipeg. But yeah, oh, Nif- Nif- unless Nif- you're Natalie unless Polak. Polak. Unless you're east east of the red, then you would have no idea who the hell that guy was. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't know who you are. I'm from the other side of Main Street. <laughs> you know, it's funny too because um, we mentioned you know Main Street and downtown and 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 records on wheels, and that was the big outing for all of us. We, we, we taking the bus was such a big deal as teens. I can't imagine letting my teens take the bus now anywhere, but that was the allowed. place. You, you have to be allowed a- to. You can't even look at the bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It took you to a totally different world. And in Winnipeg, I've always said when people ask about it, it's kind of like the Bronx. It's like an area of New York that's super cultured, especially downtown, exchange district, super old buildings, uh, ethnic people. People are not, uh, you know, it's like a New York thing. They'll tell you right off if you get in their way or whatever, right? It's that's got true. That yeah. Vibe, right. And, and, and a crazy friendliness too, right? But it's a it's a it's a tough city, and it's got some cool architecture, and it's really a neat place. You know, it it, it, it truly is. It's funny because because when I, you live there, I remember taking the bus. Like oh my gosh, it, like if it would seem like you're on it forever or whatever, but it would literally take you like not even half an hour to get downtown, maybe half an hour tops, maybe. But at the time, it seemed so far. Now it's like if you were downtown and said, "Hey, dude, I'll meet you there at 9. I would leave like our area where we grew up in Westwood at nine thirty, eight thirty, and be there on time, and that's insane. Like that, and that, Winnipeg seems so big, but it's really not. It's pretty simple to get around, and and one thing that is, uh, kind of ties back to SCTV. But I remember the first movie I ever went to see in the theater without my parents. I went with uh, you, Chris, and my brother, and we went to see Strange Brew. Which is Bob right. Oh, there's movie, a classic right? right there, yeah. And right you on. guys, like, I was way too young to probably be there by myself. But you guys, you know, we went and we we went to the line, and you said, "Okay, you you stand here, Ribo. Me and you know, me and Kev are going to go somewhere and do something." So you stand in line. So I stood in line. I was standing there. I was the last in line, and I ain't talking about deal <laughs> for like for like half an hour until you guys get back, and then. You guys come back and you're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, I'm standing in line. Like, dude, this is the front of the line. And I was like standing next to the f- people in the front. And the line kept growing bigger and bigger at the back. But I had no idea. I was just standing here. Like, I hope no one kills me downtown. Thanks, I think we went to the, we went to the comic book store or something. That's yeah, how we, you feel. It, it was you probably went to the suburbs to a totally different world. It was like getting your little, you know, you'd look, wow, this is crazy out here. Being, being in the big city. You know what's funny about that, Rival? Here's the funny thing. I remember because we saw a couple. I remember we saw Ghostbusters uh, and maybe uh, maybe Temple of Doom. There was a few that I remember seeing for sure. And I, let's say it was that one. Driving home, I met a redheaded chick on the bus, and I was talking to her, and I got her phone number, and I still remember her name, Kendra Bates. How crazy <laughs> is that? This is like 1983. Nice. So shout out to Kendra Bates if you're watching. I'm Hi, sure Kendra. she. Is. Hi, yeah. Kendra. Kendra Bates. Yeah, back in those days, you would do that. Oh, yeah, but that was that was that was a, a big well, outing. It was, yeah. and we would take the bus to go to Old Calcutta and games on the avenue. And Old Calcutta was was low down. It was like you'd go there, you could buy a hash pipe, or you could buy like a Sabbath poster, like a big sheet for your room. You know, like a black Sabbath satin po- uh, poster. It took me and, years. To, it's called a head shop. Right. And games on the avenue, though, was a little bit lower. It was just like, whoa, there was some, you know, guys playing pinball that would just look at you like they're going <laughs> to f- you up. This is Portage in Maine. So this, they would have f- us up. We were in Westwood. Well, it was we also the other, one, the other one was Our Mother's. parents drove us. <laughs> Mother's Music was another one that, that was a video game arcade and a record store. 
Um, but that was, yeah, take, take the bus downtown, go to Wreckers on Wheels, go hang out at, uh, at Games on the Avenue or, or Mother's, Mother's Music, go to Old Calcutta and look for Kerrang! Magazine or whatever, uh, you know, and then go to the, go to the, the uh, uh, what's it called? Books on Wheels or something like that. Red, Red River, the Red River Bookshop. And you right, buy a, I, I buy think a that's still there too. No. Come on. None of that. I'm pretty stuff sure it's still there. No, I'm pretty sure Red River Books is still there on, uh, wow. I think it's on Arthur or Albert. Yeah, it's, it's right off of, yeah, right off of there. Yeah. And then you would, and you could go buy a couple of Poirano books and then hide them uh, in the, like, I remember one time I bought a uh, uh, number of the beast album used. And then I bought two like penthouse magazines or we magazines, whatever the hell we were doing. And I put them inside the record and that's how I was going to smuggle them inside my house. And when I came home, my mom would always ask, what did you buy? And I said, oh, I bought these comic books. I bought this record. And she's like, oh, what record is that? I'm like, oh, it's Iron Maiden. What's it called? Number of the Beast. Let me see that. I'm like, are you sure? Oh, my and she God. she takes it and she's looking. I'm like, is this satanic? You know, is this, she's shaking it at me. Is this, is this devil music? And I'm like, if those porno mags fall out of that <laughs> thing, I'm just going to go, I don't know how those got in there. It must have been the devil. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, devil puts exactly. them there. <laughs> she oh, probably would have probably would have saw those and said, "Oh, thank God, you're just looking at porn <laughs> magazines and not listening to this devil." <laughs> yeah, music. no shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tired of ordinary television? Don't touch that dial. SCTV is now on the air. Starring John Candy. Let's talk about other TV shows. Any other ones pop out? Uh, the Canadian shows? John we were talking Curry. about before. I don't know if you guys, if anyone in the States have ever seen Bizarre. Bizarre. Oh, but Bizarre was a good one. John yeah. Biner. John Biner, right. Also had the legendary uh, Super, Super Dave, Dave Osborne, baby. That's where he started. Yeah. He, yeah. Still in, yeah. uh, uh, in Larry David. He passed away, though, recently, didn't he? Yes, last, year, a, yeah. last year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he, Bob he, Einstein. He, you would, yeah, Bob Einstein, everyone would know him from Curb Your Enthusiasm, but we knew him for years as Super Dave Osborne. And so Bizarre was another sketch comedy show um, that featured so many that guys, like people that, that you Good know. But you, yes. I yeah. remember I watched Police Academy last night, and when Mahoney first quits his job, <laughs> he parks the car on the side. And he's like, is that a wig? Dong, 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 wig. That's one of the guys from Bizarre, the bald guy with the mustache. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, no one knows. Oh, we funny. don't know that guy's name, but we've seen him a hundred times. He, he's a, that guy. That guy. That guy. Bizarre hey, was that very guy. hot and cold, hot and cold for me. But I love he, Super Dave. I love Super Dave. Yeah, he was great. Not you that anybody gives a shit. <laughs> no, a I help. didn't know that because uh, when he when he died, Bob Einstein, he died. I found out that he was brothers with Albert Brooks, which Albert I had Brooks, no yeah. idea. No but, shit. And yeah. I was just like, they look the same. They yeah, do. And, and he was I was the just older like, brother. And I'm like, who changed their name? And then I realized, obviously, it's Albert because he didn't want to be named <laughs> Albert Einstein. <laughs> There you go. Which shows you how funny his dad was. His dad was uh, Harry Parks, I believe his name was. And he was also a comedian. Obviously, had a good sense of humor naming yeah. his first son, Albert Einstein. But uh, he actually, 
he, supposedly he killed it. He killed it on the roast. He was on, uh, I think it was on the roast of Lucille Ball, where yeah. he got up and he did this hilarious thing, supposedly, and he just it killed it. And he was super funny. He went down and sat down, and then he 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 had a heart attack, and he put his head down into Milton yeah. Burrell's lap. And Milton Burrow goes, this guy should have his own TV show. And then he's like, is there a, is there a doctor in the house? And people are laughing. And they're like, no, seriously, this guy died. So he <laughs> yeah. died on. He literally died? He literally died, died. on a roast. How yes. awesome is that? Yeah. But anyway, that's him. But so we got Super Dave came out of that. But yeah. John Biner, here's one other thing that I think is funny because Mike Myers is another Canadian who is very Classic, successful. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. hilarious. But I really think that when he did... Uh, gold member he uh he i think he did the uh hold on hold on a second rib ribora vodka i even tried to do put his own thing ryan brought a prop i have my own fake vodka here but we're all just get a sponsor over here can we get a sponsor Good any news, one of like, you guys. Any one of you guys. We right, 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 we'll take anything but vodka. Potter. We'll take anything but Potter's vodka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and keep none of that stinking Smirnoff either. So Potter's. anyway, so John John Viner. Okay, so get back. Mike Myers when he did Gold Member. You know, he did that sort of yoga thing where he's like, you know, flipping his legs up and like mm. he's got obviously got fake legs and stuff. He ripped right. that off from John Biner. John ah. Biner used to do this yoga guy, and it would be him like, you know, him halfway in the ground up to his uh, torso, and then he'd have these fake legs that he'd always like bring over his, and he's like, I'm going to spread. Make your legs spread this way and this way. And I, he totally stole that from John Biner. You wow. check it out. Let's talk about, I'm talking to you, Mike Myers. Yeah. Let's talk about local uh unless you have something to add, Dave. You're gonna say something? No, not at all. All right, let's talk about local Canadian celebrities from the eighties. Like I'll I'll throw one at you and then see okay. if you can uh, okay. Sil- Sylvia idea. Sylvia Kuzik. Okay, weather lady in Winnipeg for probably 30 years. I think she's retired now. Used to mar- uh, be married or dating Bobby Hall. Lived outside the city, hockey legend Bobby Hall. Uh, that's all I have to say about that, Chris. You can, you can, you can Google that. Apparently there might have been some incidents between, uh, between Bobby and Sylvia Kuzik. You, you got yourself a hockey player. <laughs> One million dollars. Yeah. Uh, okay, so offer me. All right, so you got a million dollars. You got one, Rival? I, I said, I said, you got yourself a hockey player. <laughs> not, not any more than Dave could. could say. All right, I'll throw another one. brother, Jake. Oh God, brother Jake reminds me of like Hawaiian Tropic Four. Just like listening to him on the radio <laughs> and trying to tan myself into oblivion. I would just rub that suntan lotion all over myself so eloquently as, as Brother Jake would just spin the best uh, Led Zeppelin and classic rock songs that I had already heard to death, and that was already 1992 or something. But he was like, a DJ. He would come, now, he would come and go because he would get these big shots in Tro- or these big shows in Toronto. He would just leave. He would dump Winnipeg in a second. Man, I'm going out here. Right, see you later, losers. And then, and then he'd come back. They all come back. Six months they all, later. They all came back. You know, Winnipeg. Like, uh, Peggers. When I was in San Francisco a couple of years ago, I heard a guy on the radio. And I recognized his voice. It was Lamont Hollywood. Yeah. Remember him? He was the big DJ, 92 City FM DJ. Yeah, he uh, was there familiar. for a couple of years. I remember Because every city yeah. has their own. Terry Klassen was a big one. Yeah. Uh, 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 of course, the classic Howard Manshine, the rockologist. Everyone knows. Yeah. 
Everyone knows Manshine. Yeah. Manshine's a great guy. We talked the other day. He's a fantastic. He's a, he's a brother of ours on the show here. That's for sure. No, he's, we were very friendly here. What about Bundy's late night review? You remember that one? I do remember that. Channel Somewhat. 13, MTN, Portage the Prairie. He was he kind of had like a variety show or something like that. Because like that was Rain Man. <laughs> that, that was the big <laughs> that was the big news though when MTN came. It was a new television station in Canada in Winnipeg. Yeah, it was. Bundy. It was a big deal because again, we only had these 12 channels. So they came to Portage the Prairie, I think, or something, which is 40 minutes away. And they broadcasted from there. So they had their own thing going. And they had uh, Ted Bundy. His name was I don't think it's <laughs> Sounds I just had to throw that in. I had to. You know that. what? It, that, that was always something. It, like Ted, Bund- I think Ted Bundy happened around the same time, and it was always kind of weird. It was like that he was Bundy's- using Bundy's name. Yeah. I well, there's also there's also King Kong Bundy, the wrestler who was right. about 500 pounds, a big fat bald guy. So yeah, I never yeah. even cared about the serial killer Bundy. I just cared about King Kong Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. They you both know? were a danger to you, but mostly the wrestler guy. <laughs> I love how, yeah, hey, Winnipeg, we're come, I'll, I'll be back soon. We're going to come say hello. Who, who else can we bury from there? Um, well, let's, let's, uh, should we talk about uh, Hunky Bill? Hunky Bill's pierogi maker. What a, what a nice man. He passed about a year and a half ago. Uh, and he lived. Oh, did that <laughs> that didn't make international life. news that he died. <laughs> well, let's explain who Hunky well, Bill was. He died! Explain- <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, I, I don't know so- if he was from Winnipeg. I think he was, but he was a, a Ukrainian pierogi maker. <laughs> and he had okay. a pierogi making kit that you could buy on like KTEL, which is another story we could get into. But it was like you could buy this. Uh, hunky bill's pierogi maker and it was a plastic dish that you would put the dough and the pierogi stuff in and you'd kind of you know you'd cheat you 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 did it you probably you probably weren't a true uh, baba so you did but you and and no but i mean it really you know he he made them and he made a lot of money selling these things and he would always do commercials and he would say you know yorsky i'm hunky bill i make hunky bill pierogi maker right i mean that's just it that was his thing and he what is yorsky bill and I don't even know what Hunky Bill means, but it could be a racist thing. But I'm not going to touch that today, you know. But, I mean, it could be. I don't even know. But he was calling himself that. And it was like, I, I still don't know. Just He definitely wasn't a hunk. Do we have a, do we have a picture of him? Because he's not a hunk. Well, no, we're, we're on radio, man. Hold on a second. But I got something even better. I got something even better. Let's see if we can get this going over here. Um, is this, by the way, is this, uh, is this like video or are we? Uh, it's audio. You know, it's oh, audio. it's audio. So okay, check it out. Check it. You guys we're ready? You guys ready? Yeah. You guys ready? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. Well, we're oh watching it. Look at the Kern Hill furniture advertising at the bottom. <laughs> Could you guys hear this? No, no I can't, can't hear anything. No. Can you hear it? I can hear it. Well, the I Hunky so. Bill pierogi. Let me just try one more thing and right. see if I maybe screwed something up. But yeah, he was talking about the Hunky Bill pierogi maker. <laughs> He's not, He's not. Uh, much of a, shall we say, a hunk, right? Very yeah. nice person. Hell of a guy, I heard. Hell of a guy. He's no George Clooney, but, you know, he's all right. George Clooney? Where did that come from? Oh, he's a hunk, you know? Oh, okay, okay gotcha, gotcha. Um, uh... <laughs> give me something else from Winnipeg. Genie's Cakes? Genie's Cakes? Um, yeah, that was. it's like a bakery that just makes this cake that is a layered ice cream and cake, you know, together. And it, some people love it, and some people don't like it. I gotta say, but the people that love it are fanatics, and they buy it like crazy. And okay, here we go. Uh, so can you hear now? Cakes. Hunky Bill's little. Oh yeah, there maker. we go. I'm going to show you how to make pierogies at home, quick and easy. Simply roll out your dough, spread a layer over the pierogi maker, 
spoon on your favorite topping, add the top layer of dough, roll it down, trim off the excess, and pop out your pierogies. Boil them and serve. Hunky Bill's Little Pierogi Maker also makes wonton ravioli and pastries. Available at these fine stores and makes a great <laughs> gift. He's not. He's not as. Uh, he's 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 not as uh, <laughs> uh, as ethnic as I remember him being. I was. I'm a hunky bill. Get the pierogi. <laughs> well, he's, he's just yeah, like a guy from like Sil- Sil- Silver Heights or something. Yeah, he's not on Mario. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's me, Mario. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, about uh, the schools that we had in our district. Westwood Collegiate was our school. Yeah, yeah um, lots of schools. We had John Taylor. We had Sturgeon Creek. We had uh, Silver uh, Heights. Silver Oak. Heights was in the area. Oak Park across Oak Park. the river. Now yeah. Westwood, Westwood is still is still there, right? It yeah, sure is. Yeah, and we all yeah. graduated from there. Um, any thoughts on Westwood as a school? Well, it's a it was a real state of the art school in 1965 or something when it was built, right? And uh, I I I do remember um, that it had this weird underground system in it and there was a mm. some night that we and ryan i think you were involved with this i think one. i think maybe it was one of the guys like hannah or somebody that was school president or somebody got a key to the school because he was the president shut up that's impossible <laughs> yeah yeah no it was like not it wasn't like a key to a city it's like hey you're you know, by the way who gives a shit grade 12 i'm a principal of the school or the president it's like what does that even mean so but they gave him like a special key what it means is you get a key and you can come in without break and enter so we we uh <laughs> No which we would have done if we needed which to. we would have done if, if you didn't have a key and it, i remember going in there one night with a bunch of beers and, and and everyone and and there was this underground area around where the radio station was we had like a radio station which actually hmm. ribo and i did a little radio show which That's was right, like yeah. uh, you Ryan did dave's metal we shop did. or something it was so stupid it was like we would do these lunch hour things that, that we'd play um, in the cafeteria where there'd be like three people uh, yeah know, like hey, Marco Powell or something you know? yeah, actually, Marco you know what? Powell. Yeah, actually, before we even started doing that show, I used to run home at, like, lunch. I just remembered this. And I would phone, like, 92 or 97 FM, and I would do this character, and I was, and they would say, who's this? And i go, i go, this is Dave. And I would just be, like, some kid, like, some idiot kid. But I would do it, and everyone at the lunch hour in the cafeteria would tune in, and I would do my bit to, like, Peppermint Patty and all these DJs. Anyway, that's another Remember, story. We'll just edit didn't you, all Didn't you de- dedicate something to the Queen of Transcona? Yeah, right. Editing. That would be great otherwise. We're not starting over. So um <laughs> so so you so so you had your radio show. Okay, so go back. You you busted into the Yeah, West so we get busted into the school, we got a key, we just drink, and then we then everybody the teachers found out and we got a lot of trouble. But it was back in nineteen eighty nine or something, so they didn't we didn't get a lot of trouble, you know. What did they do? Like don't a, don't don't do it again or something, right? And yeah, that's about it. What are they gonna do? It wasn't do? on social you know what? media. Listen, here's a true really story. Something. Here's a true story. I got accepted uh into a broadcasting school in nineteen ninety. And in high school, 1990, finishing high school, I failed in mathematics, okay? And I had a a 41% or something, 50% is your pass, and I would have to go to summer school. And I was like, I can't do summer school. I was already moving to a different province to take this broadcasting school. There's no way I can do this. And I was just freaked out. So I went back to that uh, math teacher every day and begged to be passed and he would just like I was stalking him. I stalked him, and he would like be like get away from me. And I sent him flowers at home. 
I found out his home address and sent him flowers. <laughs> what? I think it's Ryan. He was the middle. It was East Indian guy. Mr. Uh, Sankar. Sankar. Mr. Sankar. Oh, Sankar. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Grade 12 math is really hard, by the way. Like grade 11 math. I was like an A plus. No problem. Same level, with me. Right? Yeah. So we were. So I had like this 42 and I was and I knew that the teachers could move it. But you'd be like, if you were a 43, they might move it if you're really nice. A 42 has never been heard of. 41, you need flowers. flowers. He called me in. Yeah, for real. He he called me in, and and, and he says, listen, I'm going to pass you. He says, but don't never go into the field of mathematics. And he says, and never send me flowers at home again. He says, but that's the true story. I just thought (laughs) it What did you write on the card, Dave? I just, like, please pass me. Like, uh, you know, I'll kill myself, probably, at that point. I was like, I'm going to die 18. Die at 18 if you don't pass me. Here's some flowers. Um, again, again, this, again, this ties back into uh, he was a Hindu math teacher. And when you were on VPW, you were the camera I, guy for, for a show called uh, math, math for, for Hindus. Hindus. Yeah, yes. math for Hindus, yeah. at which, which you asked the brilliant question on the SNS. What's the difference between math for Hindus yep. and math for Canadians or math for, you know, Caucasians or whatever you might say? I looked into it, and actually, there is kind of a difference. There's racial profiling. <laughs> I can't really explain it to you. Oh, okay, yeah, we don't have time for yeah. that. We'll yeah. save it for the Math for Hindus yeah. edition of Talk is Jericho. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit. We, we, we talked on the on the Saturday special about the uh, uh, Monterey Social Club. We don't need to get back to that, but let's go back to the Icelandic festival and those all those crazy things, the folk fests and all that sort of stuff. Because once we started getting cars... Then you and I ain't talking about Gary Newman. Then you could go uh, to some of these places because because Winnipeg, like we said, it was it's a, it's a smaller city, but it's very spread out. And on the outskirts of these cities is all the Gimleys and that sort of thing, which are closer to the lake. And we could talk about Grand Beach as well. That should be a good topic. But um, what was the Icelandic festival? That well, Ryan probably knew it because he's half Icelandic. I think Ryan knew it more than me culturally. So Ryan, I'll hand that over to you. But to me, it was a big. Drunk well, that's what I'm talking. I don't care about the culture yeah. about it. I'm talking about like, <laughs> yeah. was, did bands play or did you go camping or what happened? What'd you do? Hey, listen, listen, I'm part Icelandic and it was a big uh, drunk fest for me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for pretty much for everyone, it was drink as much as you possibly can. But did they have um, shows there? Or it go? There was some there was kind shows of, at, yeah. in Gimli. In Gimli, they would have there's the Icelandic festival has been going on for I, I don't know what year it started, but it's been going on for years and it's at. Gimli, it's in Gimli, and there's, uh, you know, there's bands, there's all kinds of stuff. They have Vina Terta there. They have, you know, Icelandic dishes. Callback. All that kind of <laughs> callback. They have all that stuff. I actually played there in probably 2002, something like that, I'll say. With? Um, with the Rowdy Men, rock, uh, Rockabilly Band. They're not uh, Icelandic, oh, okay. but uh, you know, oh. I don't know if Rockabilly you were. is a, but I was. And yeah. I had some Vina Terta at the time, but uh, perfect. That should be the name of a, of, a, of a Icelandic death metal band. Vina, <laughs> Vina Terta, the Vina Tartas. <laughs> Just a little bit of sweet, the spoonful yeah. of sugar that Paul McCartney always talks about. Nice, good call. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Like they, they. I don't uh, think they had the bands. They, they didn't. They so what, like, what, they what, what, what they did? So what would you do, Dave? Just going out there to party or what? Yeah, we would just sit in the campground, get super drunk and pre-drink to go to the bar, which was just some basic bar that was like any bar you'd see at a beach, and you'd wait in line and go in there and get drunk, and then you go back to the tent. Well, at Gimli, at Gimli, they'd have the the Viking, I think it was called. 
It was the Viking. Well, I think yeah, it's no, still no, there. for sure. I never went to that, but there was a parade. There was lots of stuff. Chris, we tried to walk there one night from your dad's place in the middle of winter, I believe. We were outside uh, having a couple shots and then decided oh, we were going to drive to the Icelandic Festival. But it's good that we didn't walk there. Walk, walk. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You know, but, but I, I, I'm thinking about that too. And, and all of those, because there was another big festival that um, like the hip played at or something in Gimli, right? Is that the big, is that the big day out or? That's the Sunfest. Sunfest. Okay. That's what I was confusing. Sunfest for the Icelandic Ah. festival. But the Sunfest was also in Gilmski. Yes. Or in that area. Yes, it was in Gimli. And uh, that was huge, too. Like, we have, uh, like, Winnipeg is hilarious because winter sucks. We have, like, we we self-isolate for eight months of the year, which is why we have almost no COVID cases here right now. Yeah, right. Good point. But we also, but in the summer... It's like every weekend has like eight or nine festivals and people yeah. are just, they, they go to, you got jazz fest, you got folk festival, which is like 50,000 people. And you got the fringe festival, which is theater, you know, people from all over the world come to that. It's all like all on the same weekend. It's ridiculous. And it's like, Oh, what should we do? I don't know what to do. Right. Right. So everything happens. And then there's eight months of absolutely nothing. Just sit in a corner and just like try not to kill yourself. You know, and, and practice your guitar, <laughs> practice your drums or whatever you got to do. Yeah, you get really good yeah. as a musician. And hopefully someday you can move out of this place and, uh, you know, live where you guys live, somewhere nice where there's tons of COVID <laughs> cases. But anyway, um, I'd like to say hello to Winnipeg's mayor and Florida's governor. Hello, everyone. Continue. <laughs> Did you know that Kevin Smith has made two movies that are set in Gimli? No, really? really? Yes. He, uh, Which they're both. This is his weird um, David Lynch era uh, movies, but he did one called uh, Tusk and another one called Yoga Hosers because he's obsessed with Canada. <laughs> and he has to film the, the movies in North Carolina because it's cheaper and all that stuff. But he has a couple location shots for Gimli, including the big giant Viking statue. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Tusk, is that based on uh, Fleet- Fleetwood Mac? Or? It is. It's a, it's, a, it's a 90 minute long drum solo. It's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So, so let's let's should we talk about some Winnipeg uh, Winnipeg rock and roll Winnipeg bands? So there's lots of Winnipeg rock. There's a yeah for sure for well, sure. Let's kick it off, Dave. Favorite favorite Canadian band uh, favorite Canadian bands that aren't huge like Rush or Neil Young or those type of bands. Well, from Winnipeg or from Canada? From anywhere? Because like I like I remember like I said when we, when we used to go to the zoo. In Winnipeg, there was a couple really great just bar bands. One of them was called, uh, well, Nothing Pretty was the big metal band in Winnipeg featuring the illustrious Rod Makovic on guitar. It was just amazing. And they were huge to us as kids because they had an actual album. It was an EP with five songs on it, but it was in stores and you could buy it. And to us, if you had an album, you were like rich, man, you know? Yeah, right. no, there's a... I mean, for, for me, it, it would be the classics that, that everyone kind of knows about Winnipeg globally or or just in our own country, which is the Neil Young, of course, but, you know, Street Heart, Harlequin, Orphan, the uh, those kind of bands, the Pumps, the Guess Who. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, those those are the yeah. biggest. But I'm talking about the, dummies. What about the Uzi Susies of the world? Well, there you go. We used to see them down at the old uh, Spectrum, right? Yeah. Pyramid. I, yeah. I mean, I could just yeah. name like 20 of the bands I've been in. Just na- what happened? Name, name, name your Winnipeg <laughs> band you've been in. Just go starting now. Lose uh, litter. THC, lose litter, Skull Duggery, Greg McPherson, uh, band called Horse, The Apartments. 
Dave Spivak project. No, some people have heard of that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, hopefully, anyway, that are listening to this, this, this track. Uh, the Hot Chili Longs, Strapless, Sister Dorothy. Uh, <laughs> Sister Dorothy. You okay, sound like you, you sound like Nigel Tufnell right now, <laughs> listing off all the bands you were in. <laughs> Pretty much. And then I thought I could go back to the new, just the originals, but I thought, what's the point? Why bother? Oh, my God. Why bother? That's great. Uh, let me see. I was in Primitive Means, Scimitar, Great Caesar's Ghost, Blackstone Menace, uh, uh, Fozzie Quarantine, The Wheel Blocks. Uh, the and Wheel it, Blocks? Th- that's a new one. I can tell you about oh. that one. That's, that's, that's a secret right now. Secret surprise. Okay. Don't tell anyone. N- name, name the one song you've ever heard of that has the word Wheel Blocks in it, and you can guess what song that we did. Um, yeah, those are the, those are the ones. Dave, you? Yeah, I, I mean, um, uh, Killers on the Rampage was a band that I had in elementary school with a kid that lived across the street. And he had Paul a McKay. Flying, Paul McKay, and he had a Flying V Ibanez guitar, and he had a distortion pedal. And that's all we needed. We didn't need anything but that. <laughs> and it was just like we had songs. Like I would write the songs, and it would. there was one called... Of course uh, you did. Uh, yeah, Man in Red. And it would say, Man in Red, you made your bed. Man in Red, you're going to die, die, Damn. die. And that was the yeah. tune, right? And we uh, we had you know those two we had a couple of hits and that was it and um, couple yeah, hits between then, you two yeah yeah between the two of us we had a hit and and then you know and then the band broke up like it does right there was inner turmoil you know and everything he was they they would park their car funny across the street from where we parked our car funny so we, there was a breakup with the band I mean that's what happens. And then, um, and then I would say, you know, we went into the poo poo caca thing, which we talked about, which mm-hmm. was, which you'll never find online. So we can talk about it now. Actually, uh, you can find it but, online. At oh my God, that, That's okay. Uh, Kev will never allow it to be released. Some, somebody, worry. somebody makes a website about it. No, and Kev wants just... to record it before he will allow it to be released. So don't worry. Oh about it. Yeah. no, no, for sure. Kev's got a whole orchestra booked for uh, urinal. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. But just stupid, stupid, gross, funny songs, uh, you know, and. Uh, and then and then and then and then my own thing, the Dave Spivak project. And, I got uh, hold on. Know, I got I gotta say it. I don't I don't remember if we said it or not before, but I gotta say it. The the, the classic, I don't know what song it was, but the poo caca, which once again, like I said, Adam Sandler made millions off of this. McLean and McLean, you could have done it too. I wear condoms with old not necessarily my own. <laughs> you know. One of the, the one of the bass players wrote a great line. It went in the song. And that's what you, that you allowed someone to co-write? Was it Kinnear? It no. was me actually that came up with that. Well, he <laughs> actually it was a live ad lib because we we, we were live. just live ad lib. The first album is actually called Live Ad Lib, and it was just you know we were talking about this earlier, and this is actually something that we can get into because we're all musicians. We've all we all love music, and like yeah. that is. This is so serious to us. We love music so much mm-hmm. that we would die for music. We yeah. all agree with that. No problem. Yeah. So it all started with us improvising. And a lot of it was like when we did old uh, Scimitar songs, even before I was in the band, when you yeah. used to jam, Chris used to make up lyrics. And you would be like, I don't want a piece of ass. I don't want a piece of smass. You, know, no, no, like, don't, you, you don't want a chocolate, a chocolate ass. ass. You don't want a piece of smass. Like, the, the, you got to keep going. There's you nothing I can keep, do. You can't the music's going. I can't. About it. You can't yeah. stop and restart. Uh, uh, Spivak. 
and that's but that's why that's what that's what's 75 so percent at it and we're gold <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like you know, 20 minutes 20 great minutes so that's that's what's great is that we improvise and we do that and Pupukaka was all improvised stuff where yeah, we just it be was playing this crazy music we went it wasn't all pre-written and stuff if it was pre-written it wouldn't be as funny as it was mm. the thing about Pupukaka that was great and is also what's great about the Dave Spivak project is that it's all real it's all stuff yeah, that yeah, is actual right. real. real thing and it's it's super hilarious. Pupacaca, it was so funny. And it's because of just the ad lib and the, the, the thing of it coming out just in the moment and being able to do that. And um, I'm not sure I'm going with that. What were we talking about before no, that? No, but, 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 but let me hold on. I, I got it. I got it. What I'm saying is, is this is what I always say, taking it back to Winnipeg, is that Winnipeg was a great place to grow up and, and a great place to live. Ribo still lives there. Dave lives in Calgary. I live in, in, uh, in Tampa. But, but the thing with Winnipeg is it was a very great arts town and it was a very great pop culture town because when I was a kid, I loved wrestling, rock and roll, horror movies, and then, you grow, and then beer. I mean, take get rid of the horror movies, wrestling, rock and roll, beer. But concerts in Winnipeg were always a huge deal. Like, and everybody used to come to Winnipeg. Everybody, with the exception of like Dio and Rat and all that stuff. But there were, if you did a tour in Canada, you would have to stop in Winnipeg to put gas in the bus to go on to Calgary or Vancouver where, or, or Calgary or to Regina, Toronto, etc. So hockey was huge. Everybody played it. Everybody watched it. And wrestling was huge. Everybody watched it to an degree. And same with, with music. It was a very big musical town. And it actually surprises me that there's not more bands from Winnipeg. And hold the thought as I'm going to say this. If you ask me what's the biggest city in Canada for wrestlers, as far as uh, the, the, the most famous wrestlers, it's Winnipeg. Because they always say Calgary, but I say the four guys in Winnipeg, which are Jericho, Kenny Omega, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and Don Callis. The four of us are bigger than any four from Calgary or Toronto or whatever. So wrestling was always huge in Winnipeg, and so was music. And Ribo, you were shaking, you're agreeing with me on that one. That's cool. I didn't know Rowdy Roddy was from here. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. But talk about, cool. talk, talk about the, the musicality. They're like, nowadays, if you want to start a band where I live in Tampa for my kids, I don't know who's playing music. In Winnipeg, everybody played. Yeah, well, there's that's still, the other there's great. There's great. Even right now, though, honestly, right now on a local level of Canada, Winnipeg local bands are kicking ass like they're the ones that are winning the most awards and uh and they're and in canada and juno and nominations and shit and it it always has stayed and remained a really great musical place it's just that you're not hearing about it because you're in competition with netflix and everything it's not like just oh mm. today the guess who put out an album let's line up and get it right the 60s or 70s that's the fact but yeah so i think a lot of it is that uh, winnipeg is like we said like you're in self-isolation for eight months or whatever so bands get together and they, they they don't really know what else they're playing against so you you come up with the type of music that that appeals to you and you don't really have this you're not you don't have another band that sounds almost exactly like you that you go oh those guys are even better let's try to sound more like them you just sound like your own thing so you end up sounding uh, you're kind of more original in a way mm -hmm. because you're not you're not trying to be sound like the next guy in the other room next to you. Like there's just sort of like if you're the only prog metal band or if you're a prog metal band in Winnipeg, you're like one of the only prog metal mm -hmm. bands in Winnipeg. So you just kind yeah. of 
keep going through for that where say if you were in new york or something oh we're a prog metal band we're young guys and we go out and then we start playing and then you realize that there's like a thousand other prog metal bands yeah you're, how do you define yourself from there which i mean in a way it's kind of good because you can say hey these guys all sound like this and we want to sound like something different but most people say no we actually want to sound like those guys and they start sounding like those guys and then you sound like oh i just want to sound like dream theater and then you're going to sound like dream theater and not be as good as dream theater as a dream theater band as where dream theater as opposed to exactly you can't exactly. cut yeah yeah no but that's like like i was saying like when we grew up in the 80s like it was it was really cool because i remember there was there was a ton of battle of the bands and everybody in school if you were in the music side of things were in some kind of band whether it was real or not, you know? And I think that's a pretty cool element that kind of might be forgotten in this day and age. Like we did that, that battle of the bands at Flipside, which was the, the teenage nightclub. And there was uh, uh Ryboski vodka. There was like 15 bands in the fucking thing, man. Now <laughs> he's straight pulling now. Ryboski, I mean, pulling. But that was like, that was, that was a good place to grow up if you have creativity. And I think that's why so many of us, are still so creative to this day. Winnipeg is not the biggest town, but it's very much an artist's town. It also, yeah, you're right. And it does, it has to do with that winter, you know, it also has to do with us, by the way, and the years that we grew up in and how we all admired heavy metal and the Beatles, how we didn't snub classic rock and we took it all in. I think it has a lot to do with us. We, I know with, uh, with, uh, Ryan and I, on some crazy ad lib jams, we can turn into like a Radiohead thing at times. There's so there, we just go anywhere we feel like going, and there's no rules. And Chris, obviously, it's the same thing with you and I when we're doing stuff. And it's like there's no rules in our genre. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same with the other people. I don't know if somebody that's 30 is like saying, "I got to live in here and do this." Mm-hmm. We like we're gonna probably put. I guess a, you know what. You know that's a good point because I feel like, um, like kind of what I was saying before. It's like Winnipeg is such a small scene that, like, say if you're in another city, like say New York or something, if you're into prog rock or something like that, or whatever it is, fusion, you're gonna go, wow, I like this type of music, and you'll be immersed, and you'll never get tired of whatever genre that is. Like, if you're into jazz, you'll never get sick of jazz in New York. If you're in Winnipeg, you go, I love jazz. That's great. And you go and you see the one jazz band or the mm-hmm. two jazz bands that are here. And then you go, okay, well, that's enough of that. I got to see some other stuff. So here, we're so much more like, okay, I've had enough of even music. I got to go into a, a theater to see what theater is about. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So people are more into, they're into uh, every form of music. They're also into uh, theater. They're into dance. Like we got to, like, we have such a small art scene that you need to get into the entire art scene as opposed to getting into one tiny part of an art scene, which is just like uh, heavy metal. There's because you'll but, max but, out. But, if you're into heavy I metal agree. in Winnipeg, it's done. Uh, but I agree too. Like, even like I've never heard the term planetarium in my life other than Winnipeg. <laughs> Am I right about this? When yeah, we were I kids, guess. you would go to the planetarium for like a field trip or if you wanted to see like laser pink Floyd or whatever the fuck it was. And it's the planet the planetarium is like a big giant <laughs> astronomy museum, right? It was yeah. like the first it was like the first IMAX too. Like, right. It was, and I'm like <laughs> I've never heard of like the New York it planetarium. Was, it was always combined with this super crazy day. So you'd be in grade school and you would get on a bus and come to this weird world of downtown Winnipeg. And you would get out and you would go to the planetarium in the morning 
where you would see this like video screen or something on the ceiling. I guess a planetarium mm-hmm. speaks for itself, probably. I'm being ignorant to it. I don't no, know no. the terminology, but it's like, you know, the ceiling and, and you see the big dipper and everything. You go, oh, wow. Right. And it's really vivid as a kid, especially. And then they take you to the Manitoba, uh, what is it called? The Museum, Museum of Man and be- Nature. It used to be a museum of man, of, man and nature, but then uh, the feminists got upset, so now it's just called the Museum of Nature. And that had the non-such in it, which I remember yes, my Auntie Joan right, taking time, me there. The, time. It, it, the non-such was, was an old ship. And yes. it's on the dime. What's it's the dime? It's still there. The Canadian dime. It's on the Canadian oh, dime. Oh, okay. There you go. Change. And oh, I yeah. still yes. can smell that smell of like the non-such. It's kind of an earthy kind of moldy fresh wood but i remember like you said i was going to bring up the museum of man and nature no disrespect to anybody that that, that doesn't that doesn't uh, whatever it's called now museum of <laughs> people and nature but the non-such <laughs> was such a thing and the planetarium <laughs> was such a thing and here's another great one so a couple of years ago i came back to winnipeg to do something for cbc sports they had, like the the sports awards oh, or something yeah. and they wanted me to host it you guys were there or maybe you weren't whatever yeah, we were and where uh, it was at the Playhouse Theater. In okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in Winnipeg for the for the, oh. for the comedy. Uh, yeah, oh, the comedy thing. Yeah, bravo, comedy bravo. By the way, that was but, but, yeah, thank you. Show. But that was was that that's called the the uh, Playhouse that's Theater, right? That's right. So. Yeah. Pantages. Concert Hall. Pan, right. Pantages. So I go there and I am looking at it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this place is so small. And the reason why I say that is because in 1986. That's where I first saw Metallica, two like a month and a half after Cliff died, in the Playhouse Theater, and I I text Laura's name drop. Watch your feet. I was like, dude, I'm at the I, I'm at the Pantages Theater, a Playhouse Theater. I can't believe how small this place is. And I took a picture, and he's like, if I remember, it was minus thirty seven that day. If you go outside and walk to the left and go to the corner, look up, and you'll see a fucking electric thermometer. I'm like, okay. I walk outside, I go to the left, I walk down the block, I look up, and this electric thermometer is still there. I'm like, Lars, how did you remember that, dude? It was 34 so years funny, ago. Man. He's one of those guys. But just yeah. to see that theater now awesome. in comparison to when we were kids was just like, I can't. It was like a, a, a club, you know? 20, 20 yeah. years later, he rear ends Tannis on the Disraeli freeway. Tell that story, <laughs> Rivo. Tell that story. Tell that story. What, what that's happened. a story that's never been told. It's never been oh, told. Never, no one. Now this never is the first told. time. Right? So this okay, never been so, told before. Oh well, this is a funny story. So uh, for the Saint Anger tour, uh, Metallica was in town, and uh, there's a bridge called the uh, Disraeli Bridge, and it, it goes from Henderson on to basically Main Street. My partner Tannis was coming over the Disraeli Bridge. And she looks and she sees this car, just like this, like Ferrari or some the Lamborghini or whatever it is, driving like right up her ass, like super fast. Like this guy's not going to spot. There's typical Winnipeg where there's construction everywhere. Everywhere. They, they say in in Winnipeg, there's two seasons in Winnipeg. There's some, uh, sorry, winter and construction. So this is like always construction. Everything bottlenecks. It's it's horrible. Every single street is under construction. Uh, but anyway, so she's looking at her rearview mirror. Oh, this guy's not going to stop rear ends right into her can't stop smashes into it so she gets out and she's just kind of like oh uh sorry they're trying to he's all like flabbergasted and like all freaking out and he's like well uh you know uh, whatever and they're just trying to get the information like hey let's give her you know give each other information and stuff like that 
So uh, she gives her information. Then uh, she's like, you look really familiar. Were you not in, like, didn't you go to a... U of M or something like that. Don't no, I don't think so. I don't think you recognize me. Uh, and then so she takes his information. Lars Ar, she's like, oh my god, you're Lars Ar. He's like, oh, kind of keep it down, you know. And uh, he's oh, she's like, oh my god, that's crazy. You're playing tomorrow night. And she's like, he's like, yeah, that's kind of you know, that's kind of cool. And uh, so they get each other's information. He says, well, here, give me. Here's my number of my assistant. You know, call me tomorrow if you want to. You know, come back to come to the show or whatever. And uh, she's like, oh, that's great. So she calls the assistant, and she's not getting through. She can't get a hold of the assistant. She wants to go to the, sh- the show. I don't think there was much damage to the car or anything like that. You uh, but I don't think, see the show. <laughs> I don't think uh, Lars realized that there was, like, no fault insurance here. So it's just like, don't worry about it. You're covered. It's okay. Oh, okay. But, uh, but anyway, so um, the night of the show is happening, and I'm really good friends with uh, with Foster, who does the – dressing rooms for she metallica. does the dressing rooms for metallica she, and shout out to foster shout out to foster what other band is awesome do? Love her. soul, soul yeah. sister of the what group, other band does she do rival well she was also the head cook for the rolling stones for well, several no, she does, tours yeah now yeah. she does the dressing rooms for the stones great she does oh, the does dressing rooms dressing for the stones and she does the dressing oh, rooms for nice. metallica i'm like whoa was, was you two not available to get the three biggest no. bands in the world Wow. She's awesome. Great person. Yeah, she nice is person. awesome, and, and she deserves everything she does. So she always sets us up and everything. But anyway, so I was living in Toronto at the time, and Tannis told me the whole story. I go, wow, that's crazy. So I called Foster, and I said, hey, this whole thing happened. So she talked to Lars, and Tannis is at a big family dinner at her parents' place, and the phone rings, and it's like, uh, hey, Tannis, the phone's for you. And it's like, hey, Tannis, it's Lars. Hey, sorry, uh, do you want tickets for tonight? How many do you want? And he's like, just go, oh, hey, Lars, how's it going? Good, thanks for calling. <laughs> Set her up with like 10 tickets. She shows up, has a great time. I wasn't all there. That. You, were, you were living in Calgary at the time. You're that's why she had a great time. Yeah, that's why she had a great time. But Didn't anyway, we talk so earlier. Didn't we ever talk earlier? <laughs> this is something we could talk about because years later, it's been several years later, and we're at we went to see Iron Maiden somewhere on LA tour, Forum. Tour. Yeah, LA yeah, Forum. Went and saw it. And, Forum. Uh, the the three of us were there, and we met tons of huge people. Like, uh, well, not I shouldn't say huge people because Ronnie James Dio is not huge, but he's he's very oh, popular. Yeah, he's, he's not huge. Yeah. Ribo yeah. and I are are backstage uh, with you, and we end up going to that VIP bar. And as we're going to the bar, Rod's we walk room. up this little stair, yeah, stairwell, and Ronnie James Dio's right there. And Damn. I'm like, hey, Ron, how you doing, brother? He's like, Ron. Yeah, yeah Ron. I don't know. Like, I wanted to be here. Yeah, call him Ron. The one hey, word Ron. he's ever been called. Hey, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ron Ronnie's like, Dio. Ronnie's like a light version of that. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, I never, I never seen it. I never been given a CD before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let me continue the story. So, anyway, we met him. Kerry King was there. Also, Scott Ian was there. Uh, some huge, like it was a great night. It was amazing. Yeah. Sam Wood was there. A few, like oh, a whole bunch name of dropping. Jeff cool. Lowry, name was dropping there. like crazy. Jeff Lowry, everyone. It was, it was. Here's, here's what it is. It was Maiden's only stop in America at the time for the somewhere back on tour, which is kind of their. A nostalgia 80s tour so if you wanted to see maiden on that tour you had to fly to la to see it so everyone was coming out in spades what year was that chris uh, you know? 2009 
2010? Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. So anyway, so we see Lars. We're backstage, and that's when we did the photobomb of uh, Steve Harris and Lars were talking, and then uh, Chris and I went and did the photobomb behind him. Such a great picture. I love that. It's in one of your books, but it's uh, hopefully you can put it up on screen, but it's it's radio. Lars and Steve were having a conversation, (laughs) and we went uh, and took a picture standing behind them. And they had no idea that we were there. It was so great. Yeah. You and yeah. I are smiling and those guys are just like, no, that's the funniest photo. I took the two architects of the two biggest heavy metal bands ever possibly uh, was, was right there. So, well, and great. also Kerry King was there. Actually, that was kind was. of almost the start of the big four. Yeah, if yes, that hadn't right. happened, I don't even know if the big four would have happened. Cause that was, those guys were oh, all talking wow. at the time. Goose point. That was February. Check it out. It was February 19th, 2008. Nice. So 12 really? years ago. Yeah. 12, 12 years. Ago. Piece Thank of God piss. Piece of piss. Happy Canada Day. By the way, I love how this is not about Canada at it all. It is about Canada. It's, <laughs> about, it's about Ribo it's and, and his story. It's about oh, the three I of know, us Canadian idiots that like, Dude, we added it down to 30 minutes. It got all the Canada. You could shake a stick. We're getting ready to wrap it, it up, so let Ribo finish. No, no let, let me finish night, this man. I just dropped yeah. mushrooms. We'll keep going, man. But... So anyway, so here we are backstage at Iron Maiden, you know, having a few drinks and stuff like that. And we get the opportunity. Lars walks right by me. And I just go, hey, Lars, I got to talk to you for a second. And he looks at me and he's got this eyes focused right on me. That's what he does. He looks you in the eyes. Yeah. He's so focused on me. (laughs) Like I've never, like I've met a lot of famous people, you know, and through you, a lot of them. Uh, but I've never been really phased. This was the first time where I almost like, oh my God, he's got my full, he's got, I've got his full attention right now. Uh, Let's, let's be quick about this. So I go, Hey, so, uh, you know, a few years ago you were in uh, Winnipeg and you were on the St. Anger tour and you rear ended my wife. And he looks at me and just goes, dude, uh, you know, I, I don't know anything about that. I don't want to get in any fight, you know, like. He thinks I'm like calling him on, you know what, right? Like, no, like, no, 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 I, no, no, you literally drove in your car into my wife's car. And it's like, oh, he's like, shit, dude, I remember that. I totally remember that. I was like driving in between lakes and stuff. He's like up in the inner lake driving like 180 or whatever to deal with his, <laughs> uh, to deal with his issues. Whatever. Yeah. And then he drives into, oh, wow. well, you know, we can, you know, Lars, Hello, call Lars. me, we'll talk. Yeah, Lars, we'll talk. Cool. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, pretty funny. All right, as we start to wind down here, no winding down. It's a podcast. I can't go longer. I got. I got. I have uh, sponsors that I got to think about here. Let's just talk a little bit about the uh, how important the Winnipeg Jets were to the city and to us as kids. Because to me, having the Jets in Winnipeg was one of the best parts of the peg and when and when the jets left and, and you were still there ribo it ripped out the heart of that town when when they left in 05 right definitely did. i was at the last show with the I last game the, the last game sorry right. same thing <laughs> you know, it's, it's all a show right the last uh Ryan, the last game the loads a game <laughs> i think the there was bobby Orr or someone was playing the time bobby Pittman was there i think <laughs> Lukowicz, I think, was playing. No, um, no we uh, uh, the Kings. They played against the Kings, and uh, I remember uh, that was their last 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 game, and it was very. Uh, it was you know I'm not a huge hockey fan like like you guys probably are, so uh, you know, but it was still a huge. It was it was a 
it was something that made Winnipeg uh, an international thing. And once yeah. the Jets went, it was just kind of like, okay, now we're just like a, a small Winnipeg town, like that we know well, that we always back. were. They're back, and there's no looking back. We don't, you don't even. No, but need I'm to talking talk when, about we, when we were kids, though. Like, we do want to talk about it. Like, the Jets were a big, like, like yeah, you said, more. They're back. Morris Lukowicz. No, it was. It was it was a it was a big thing. Like they left, and uh, what you should talk about when you I don't know if you're allowed to even talk about this, but remember we can when talk we were we want. <laughs> no, but when we were kids, like the Jets coming, like you remember there'd be like a jet would come to your school, or you remember like the uh, come to your school, <laughs> a jet comes to the school. What kind of a jet comes to the school? What kind of school did you go? Oh man, if it came to Robert Browning, yeah. man. Yeah, if Laurie Boschman came and <laughs> gave me a lap dance in grade twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Over at the bleachers. Happy right? Canada Day. Yeah, happy Canada yeah, Day. Happy Canada Day. I'll meet you at the boxes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drink a few beers and I'll meet you at the boxes <laughs> oh for a gosh. lap dance. <laughs> Morris Lukowicz all over your ass. Anyway. Beth. Okay, go ahead. My Ribo. Don't what what <laughs> <laughs> Do you call yeah, it my Ribo? No, I said oh, Ribo. Um, but the Jets was a it was a Dale Howardchuck, big deal. Uh uh. Solani, Solani was huge too. You know, like such a huge thing to take that away from a city where a city has a international uh, relevance. Right, it's pretty tough when all of a sudden that goes, and then you're like, ah, now we're just us. You know, did you know that there's more Icelandic people in Winnipeg than there is in Iceland? (laughs) I'm not sure. I think uh, I think Ducky. I think he uh, dated a few Icelandic girls. So maybe ah, he, nice. Oh, of course, of course, of Ducky. course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Lars Eric Sojberg. That's what I thought his name was. Another great uh, player, Tommy Bergman. I'm just going to name every Jet that I can: Doug Smale, Dale Howardchuk, Laurie Boschman, Brent Ashton, Keith Kachuk, and uh, Mo Mantha. Mo <laughs> Mantha. <laughs> Keith Kachuk. Yeah. I just said both of those. Oh. Gord, uh, what was his name? Gord Downey. <laughs> Gord, Gord Downey. Gord Downey. Gord Downey. The- oh, my gosh. Um, there's Ed plenty. Zanowski, Doug Sotard, uh, Pokey nice. Reddick. Uh, Pokey Reddick, Danny yeah. Berthume. Um, Essenza. Who was Bob Essenza. Uh, yeah. Gord, no, it was, it was Gord's name. He's a fighter. I met him at the A yeah, one yeah. night. He was super nice. because He liked my dad because my dad was on the – my dad yeah, always I, put him over. Gord Essenza. I think. Uh-huh. Uh, Bob, anyways, Bob Asenza, Bob Asenza, uh, As we start, Asenza. as we start to wind down here, um, favorite part or memory of growing up in Winnipeg, and I'll start just get it. Growing up in Winnipeg was 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 a great place because it was a big enough city where all the bands came. We had an NHL team, but it was still super small. But we didn't know it at the time. And as you grow up in life, Winnipegers are friendly. But they're super tough because of the of the cold weather that we grew up in, as we've been discussing. Uh, people say, "How do you never get injured in wrestling?" I say, "Because my bones are still frozen. I grew up in Winnipeg, man. It makes you hardy. It makes you uh, tough when you get out at minus thirty at rival. You still have to do it. Get out in the morning and go get in your car, and you sit down in that car and just waiting for the the, the heater to take over. And, mm, great place to grow up. Um, really, really appreciate the fact that I that I that I uh, live there." And grew up there, and I will never say anything other. Where are you from? Winnipeg. Well, you, you no, no, Winnipeg. Well, you grew up, you were born in the States. No, I'm from Winnipeg. I'm a pegger. I'm from yeah. Winnipeg, you hit it. Classic. From West, right. Westwood, Winnipeg, St. James. That's a classic. So, Ribo, you? Yeah. 
Wow, that's a tough one, man. Uh, I do agree with what you're saying. Uh, supposedly, Command Start. Are you familiar with Command Start, Danny? I don't know. <laughs> well, now, but that wasn't there in the 80s. It wasn't there, but it was invented by a Winnipegger. Oh, so basically, wow. this is a thing where you could press a button on a, a key chain and it would start your car. So yeah, you wouldn't actually have to walk out into the freezing minus 40 Celsius <laughs> Hang on, can I interrupt to try to light your Ryan, to Ryan your hasn't car. been in a new vehicle since 1998. <laughs> Every new vehicle has a keychain that starts a car. But this was a phenomenon 25 years ago. Go on, Ryan. <laughs> a phenomenon? <laughs> do they still? do? Uh, does every car have that? Maybe they do. I don't know yeah, now. Pretty I don't much. know. So uh, I had a 2008. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had hey, to get on, mine hold, installed. Hold on a second. Here we go. Oh, listen to this. Love it. You got the bat. You got awesome. the bagger haircut. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, oh, that's great. Did you make your point, Ribo? I don't know. Remember? No, I. I just. It's just that Winnipeg, like starting Keep your the car show and going. just Keep <laughs> the show going. I need ratings. I need ratings. <laughs> Holy shit. Des, uh, Des, Des show us on tonight. You can go yeah, Des over to that one. Yeah, Des will put me on anytime. We've got VIP there. I'm the f- Jazz is my Johnny Carson. Um, It'd be great if we could just turn this off and then just hang out and drink for the rest of the night. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> Dave, I last Dez, thought. By the way, I, I, by the way. I last thoughts on Winnipeg? On show any day. Hey. Last thoughts on Winnipeg? Uh, yeah, great city, great rock and roll town, uh, great scene. Uh, there's an energy out there that I've always felt. It was hard to leave. And when I go back, I feel it. And they call it, you know, the spirit of Manitoba or something. But there is something. There's something in the sky. There is. Something. There's, there's a feeling out there where you feel like your forehead's being brushed with greatness. It's very weird. But when I close up the cabin, which I have out there, so I still spend a majority of the summers out there. You know, you just feel that energy. You see the moon and the way it is, and just I don't know. You feel like you're on, uh, uh, you know, some old, old land with a lot of history that we never were really told about. It just feels different. It's funny too because Grand Beach at the time when we grew up was voted the top ten beaches in Playboy magazine. That's right, nineteen like eighty three nice. or something. Or uh, actually, I can't really find the right information. I just tried looking for this, and there's different contradictions on the internet, but. It really was. I think it might have been even in the top five in all of the world, Grand wow. Beach. Right? That's what Henderson and, said. Hey, don't you yeah, know? That's, that's right. That's right. When when you drove all the way to Florida, when you were leaving Canada to, to go to, to <laughs> yes, have your new yes. life of, of that'll that'll be so. So listen, guys, we've got the Peggers now. We're a show. We're a thing. We're gonna get sponsors. We're gonna make dozens of dollars. And we're going to be uh, uh, entertaining people for, for many years to come if they are still around to watch us. I like guest jeans. I like guest jeans. I'm not a picky. I just like the brand Gasford Blue Jeans. I've always worn them. So if you can that's the sponsor that, that you want. Does this still right. exist? I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. I've been buying um, them. So, yeah. Guys, happy Canada Day. What a great uh, show about Canada. What a awesome, show man. about nothing to do with Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. We started hanging out, bullshitting. It really was. If you guys want to do another show, I'm available anytime within the next five minutes to the next three months. So if to the next seven years is what he's saying. Thank you, guys. Happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. I mean, Amen. we didn't talk about Canada tons, but uh, you we know, did, we though. are Canadian. 
I know, but we are Canadians. But we're Canadians, so that is Canada Day. And I want to give a shout-out to the 1992-93 Jays for winning the World Series. I just wanted to say that. That was one of your topics that you had written down that we didn't get to. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Canada Day! Okay, okay. This is uh, the hit single section of our album. Good day. Uh, Good day. Uh, Getty Lee is here from Rush. Uh, hi, Getty. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, Getty? Oh, it's going pretty good. Good day, eh? Good day. Good day. Uh, thanks for coming down to do our hit. Well, it's my pleasure, eh? Did, did our lawyer call you? Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, 10 bucks is 10 bucks. Uh, we were, uh, I hope you don't mind, but there's a photographer that's going to be taking pictures of us together to prove that you are here doing yeah. uh, the record. In case people come, don't believe us. Yeah. How come he's not wearing a toque? Oh, he's not from the Great White North, yeah. eh?